Today's episode of Data Driven is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash datadriven. Hello and welcome to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging field of data science. We bring the best minds in data, software engineering, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. Now here are your hosts, Frank Lavinia and Andy Leonard. Hello and welcome back to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging fields of data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. If you think of data as the new oil, well, you can consider us car talk because we focus on where the rubber meets the virtual road. With me, as always, on this epic road trip through this uh, new and exciting field is Andy Leonard. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing well, Frank. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I'm writing a white paper uh, awesome. about a, uh, for a company uh, that is, uh, I think, about to blow up. They're European-based. And yeah. um, they're about to, I think, just go crazy here when they make more of a push to the U.S. market. Okay. Um, that sounds exciting. It is exciting. It's exciting to be on the main nerve, so to speak, of, um, you know, of, of what's going on. And uh, I'm, I'm still... I'm still getting a lot of positive feedback from my talk at Data Intelligence. Nice. Which is uh which is awesome and good for the ego. <laughs> yes. And um did you hear about my analogy of of Legos versus bento boxes? I don't think I did. So the idea was I was comparing a Azure ML uh versus AWS ML. Right. And the offerings of Azure is more like a bento box. You have nice things organized and you have everything ready for you to eat. Um, whereas AWS has the philosophical approach of more Lego pieces hmm. where you can build whatever you want, but you got to build it. And, <laughs> and, 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 and really, it really meshes nicely with the historical approach that Linux is, or, or Unix has taken where, you know, you, you kind of assemble pieces together Sure. Whereas the Windows approach is, you know, productivity right away. Right. And not one is, you know, and at the talk, you know, people say, well, which is better? I was like, well, I'm going to give the typical consultant answer. And that is, it depends. It depends. That's right. Um, instant productivity is good for business. Infinite flexibility is not good for business. <laughs> true. <laughs> Infinite flexibility is awesome for engineering. That's true. Uh, but, uh, it all depends on your, you know, what you want to do and what you're trying to accomplish. So, but, um, the, the title of the talk was, uh, machine learning melee, AWS versus Azure. And, um, on this round and this bout, um, it's safe to say that, uh, Azure wins, which I'm, I'm, I'm sure we have some people on the line that are probably ecstatic uh -huh. to hear that news. I bet so. Um, I, I'm excited to have our, our current guest on today. Um, uh, we've interviewed people, uh, Frank, already that we consider heroes uh, in our field, and, and we haven't put out uh, 10 podcasts yet. So um, uh, Mr. Hate, Kamal Hate, is, is one, of, one of my heroes. I started interacting with him about a dozen years ago when I was working on my very first book project. It was um, a ROCKS book, SSIS 2005 Integration Services, and um, 
he was one of the people working with SSIS as they were trying to bring it to market. And he put out some early videos that had some fantastic demos. And I was looking for demos to write about. And I sent him an email and said, could I write about the demos that you've, you've put together? And he was most gracious. He granted me permission to do so. And um, I was able to deliver my couple chapters in the book and not get fired off the writer team. Uh, so I owe you a, a, a debt of gratitude and some thanks for that. Uh, you helped helped um, start my writing career, and I greatly appreciate that. Um, I want to read your uh, part of your bio here. It's uh, on LinkedIn. You're the uh, engineering product executive now uh, with a track record of delivering industry-changing software and cloud service products. Uh, Co-founder of Microsoft's multi-billion dollar analytics and business intelligence products. Experienced in successfully managing large, uh, in parentheses, multi-hundred engineers teams uh, to bootstrapping uh, startup efforts. And you're currently the general manager for Microsoft's Power BI business. And you help deliver Power BI to market, are responsible for end-to-end strategy, design, and engineering. And that's where I last saw you was at the Data Insights Summit, which we're recording this on uh, June 27th, and that was a couple of weeks ago, the uh, Data Insights Summit. I'd like to welcome you, uh, Kamal Hate, to the show. Hey, so Andy, thank you so much. Uh, first of all, I mean, you know, I, I mean, making me blush with all these praises and heaps of, you know, uh, uh, thanking me for all kinds of things. But, you know, I, I have to tell you that, you know, indeed, uh, what you do uh, is is what makes our products and our industry work, and so in some senses, you guys are my heroes, and and you know I, I'm really really honored to be uh, on this podcast, and um, and hopefully have a great conversation with you. So thanks again for having me, and uh, look forward to our chat. Very cool. Th- thank you for being here. Yes, it's awesome. Uh, Frank, why don't you jump in? I know you have a ton of questions. So I'll say this. I mean, one of the things I remember, uh, this would have been 2004, 2005, when I was at a small Microsoft shop in Richmond. It was about the time I met Andy, actually, um, down in Richmond. And um, the, you know, they, they, they said that they wanted to create kind of a BI practice. And one of the early discussions was, you know, should it be a Microsoft BI practice or kind of a generic BI practice? And, you know, a lot of the debate was settled around, you know, how big is Microsoft in this space and how committed are they to this space? So, you know, you can kind of look back. Now it's funny to look back, you know, 12, 13 years later and say, well, they really were committed. And I would imagine, you know, the work that you've done um, has been played a probably a big role in a lot of the products we've seen come out. Yeah, so I mean, you know, uh, as you said, we've been in this space for a while, and uh, literally, you know, for two decades, uh, the approach we've had and the, um, you know, philosophical uh, push that that Microsoft has around BI on data insights, call it what you want, analytics, has been this notion of, uh, you know, democratization. Sometimes we call it BI for the masses, sounds kind of weird, and BI for everyone, democratization of insights, call it what you want. There's only been one overarching goal, which is to make sure that everyone, every single person in an organization, no matter who they are, from the CEO all the way to the guy in the shop floor to the guy who drives you know, the, the trucks around, everyone can benefit from data and get insights super easily without having to be a sophisticated data scientist or without having to be some kind of a developer or even, you know, in some senses, an Excel jockey. 
how do you get everyone to get insights on data and make decisions based on that? So that's been sort of the, the driving piece, uh, this notion of data being transformative. And we have driven, that's what we've used over the years again and again. And we built up a very solid foundation, uh, technical, technical foundation with our products over the years. And with Power BI, uh, the, the version that we released um, a couple of years ago, it really you know, has come uh, you know, to fruition. We really have a product uh, that is very easy to get started with. It allows anyone, you don't have to be super technical uh, to get value out of it very quickly. In fact, what we uh, talk about in, in, the, in the design ethic that we use for Power BI is what we sometimes call a f the five by five. And the five by five breaks down to the following. It means five seconds to sign up, which means in five seconds, we want you to be able to go to powerbi.com click get started uh, and literally be able to get the product and then five minutes to wow which means within five minutes of getting the product we would like you to be able to connect to data that's re relevant to you and literally hear you say wow and so this five by five five seconds to sign up five minutes to wow has been the driving design um, principle behind power bi and we actually have seen this uh, working we've seen Power BI grow organically like crazy. It's 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 been a rapid rapid acceleration of adoption. We see lots of people using it, but more than anything else, it's not just about people signing up and using the product or downloading it. But what we've seen is this, you know, organic community that loves the product. It's 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 been just this fantastic growth of users, um, you know, working together, working with us, giving us feedback. And we continuously listen to this feedback and we release Power BI literally every week as an update to the service. And every month we update our desktop product. So it's something that's built with close, 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 you know, cooperation with our user base and a user base that loves the product. It's something that they really have a stake in and they, you know, keep us honest. They help us build uh, something that they love. In return, we love what they built for us. And you, and you mentioned the Data Insights Summit a bit ago, which was our user conference. And that's a great example. It was a celebration, literally a joyous celebration of thousands of people coming together and just having a good time because they all use Power BI. They love the product and they give us feedback and make us the, the product even more um, you know, interesting and useful for them. And for us, it just, you know, and me personally, uh, this is something that keeps us enthused, happy, you know, just raring to go work on it. And um, uh, it's, it's extremely gratifying uh, to be able to have uh, something that, that is being used so much and more importantly, loved so much uh, by our community of users. And, and I will say that, I mean, you mentioned um, kind of the Excel jockeys and I, I would posit that this theory, you know, Andy, uh, Kamal, you, you can let me know if I'm wrong. I think Excel jockeys run the world. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, Excel. It, I mean, it, it is the most widely deployed CRM, XRM, you know, <laughs> database in the world. And Excel jockeys totally run the world. Whether you're on yep. Wall Street and I, uh, or you know Main Street, I mean, so much is done through Excel. And I would say the the strategy you had of kind of, um, you know, when I when I first started looking at Power BI, um, I was kind of like, well, what is this? And I was kind of like, this is like, you know. This is kind of like Excel. I mean, by map, mapping it very, the, some of the yeah. the, the UX to, to feel like Excel, I think was was probably the most brilliant move 
um, ever because, you know, there's so many Excel jockeys. They have their hands on so much data. And unlike kind of the typical DBA or developer, um, you know, they the, the, the analysts, they have their hands dirty in the data. You know, they know it. They feel it. And uh, that was brilliant. Yeah. So we sometimes talk about Power BI as the PowerPoint for data. And the analogy between Excel and Power BI is somewhat similar to Word and PowerPoint. Very familiar, very similar. The same audiences can use it. In fact, you go back and forth between the two things. You might create some detailed stuff, you know, in, in, a, in a word processor and then use presentation via slides. And you can think about the same idea with Power BI and Excel. Excel is, uh, if you use Excel, Power BI is instantly familiar. In fact, some of the technologies are shared between the two things. The data mashup story that we use in, in Power BI, the, the you know, get data parts uh, in, the, in, the, in the desktop, uh, is essentially the Power Query technology that's in the data tab of Excel. So if you know one, you know the other instantly. There's no confusion. Uh, you know, if you use Power Pivot in Excel, uh, the, the data modeling environment in the Power BI desktop is instantly familiar, the same DAX language. If you use um, you know, Excel macros, then DAX is instantly familiar to you. And all across, um, it is, as you rightly said, geared towards leveraging that familiarity and making sure that people, once again, can easily and quickly start without learning new metaphors uh, and new ways of working, and that they just leverage what they know really well. And as you said, uh, Excel is something that everybody knows, uh, no matter who you are, uh, literally across the world. Excel is a universal tool, and Power BI works very closely with Excel hand in glove, and it leverages uh, all the um, benefits that you get in Excel right in Power BI. Yeah, that's one of the things I've, I've said a couple of times on the show already that uh, one of the things I think Microsoft doesn't get very much credit for technically, and it certainly doesn't show up on in the stock price, is how well the company puts out products that are integrated. And, and what I mean by that is if you learn how to do a function in Excel, as you said, if you're leveraging DAX, now you can just port that right over to Power BI. And it's it's not it's not that it looks the same. It is the same. <laughs> so, you you know, you're leveraging that experience. And that's that's no small thing. Um, and I'm sure it doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, you're right. I mean, again, because, you know, we have we work so closely together, the, the, the journey I described over two decades, uh, it's been a very close journey with the Excel guys and, and us uh, in, in what, what we call the BI group at Microsoft working together. I think it's super uh, important also to understand that uh, we enhance you know, all the benefits you get in, in a tool like Excel with Power BI. There are many things that we do and we can touch upon these, but for one, uh, there are a number of interesting uh, capabilities that no other tool inside my, or even outside of Microsoft, you know, our competitors don't do. And uh, the, the you can break these down into sort of three or four different things. The one is around just how easily we have, you know, organically from the ground up built in things like machine learning, AI. These are, you know, uh, natural language processing. These are a native part of Power BI. These are not added on top because it's a new fashion that you go and do, but it's real. Power BI was built in a modern age and it's a modern tool. And so the modern uh, capabilities that you expect, things such as you know having an AI assistant kind of built in, I mean, having the ability to work with things like Cortana, being able to use natural language, these are all 
natively part of Power BI. So that's one really important sort of differentiator and interesting thing that, that we provide. That you know, I don't think any other tool, uh, uh, yeah, especially our competitors, do not provide for sure. Yeah, and I will I will extend Andy's awe on that in terms of your integration between other products. Um, I mean, like you said, I mean, having Cortana and kind of the natural language processing, that's not trivial to add that to a product and, and do it in a way that is, as people get more familiar with using uh, natural language processing and Cortana elsewhere in Windows, where they're just going to be able to naturally do it in Power BI. I mean, that's that's... That is awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, I will fanboy out, you know, well, <laughs> for you. a minute. Um, but I mean, it's 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 incredible, and it, it really speaks to kind of you know the focus on integration. Well, and I think the other part it, it talks to is focusing on, you know, transparently being able to use these kind of technologies without knowing what the tool even is. If you go to Cortana and you ask a question about you know your sales forecast or whatever, and you get a Power BI visual pop up. You may not even know it's Power BI. And just the pure act that somebody created a data model and made a report, now the benefit is to so many other people across the organization who don't even need to worry about spelling BI. Like they don't even know what they're doing. Just, just, just ask the question, they got an answer. And that is true you know, democratization, transparency, you know, this notion of data culture. That's when you really get to reaching the masses uh, as opposed to you know people learning sophisticated tools, which is also important, of course, to go create these reports and anal analysis. But we make it super transparent and easy to get at the information because you use you know tools like Cortana or or, or just writing uh, expressions in English uh, to get the answers that you need. Uh, I was just going to say I, I certainly agree with everything you said there, and one of the things I find most impressive, and I think you've alluded to it a couple of times already, is that Get Insights function built yeah. right into Power BI. That boggles my mind. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is a, is a, is actually another example of, you know, Microsoft uh, and working inside Microsoft in a, in a way that helps our users leverage all the investments you make elsewhere. So we have a very big research group uh, called Microsoft Research. And these guys are like, I don't know, they're you know, super duper over the moon smart people, PhDs, researchers, world class, um, you know, inventors of, of technology. And we work with them closely to see what we can take from their labs and put into like, Power BI. And so an example of that is what you alluded to, this, this capability called Quick Insights. And Quick Insights basically runs, uh, you know, across your data and finds insights for you. It suggests things you should look at, which you may not have. And, it, and it's in two different ways. One is, you know, if you are an end user and you are just browsing data and you say, hey, you know, give me some insights. And this thing will run and, and give you all kinds of ideas about, you know, different kinds of charts and graphs and visuals and outliers and things you may not even thought about. And the other way it, it's working, and we are, we are about to release this uh, in, in the coming weeks, um, is, you know, and we showed this at the Data Insight Summit, allowing analysts to look at a graph or a chart and then be able to ask, what happened here? Why did this line chart dip? Why did this chart go up? You know, what changed? What is the difference? Things that you wow. ask yourself, say, hey, what happened here? And then the AI kicks in and finds all kinds of interesting suggestions. And I've been like floored personally myself by finding insights that we didn't know even existed. I mean, literally we've found you know, things like our user voice where people vote for, you know, what features they want to work on. We have found, you know, examples of, of, of ballot stuffing, if you will, 
uh, one single IP address giving us lots and lots of votes on the same thing. You would never have found this uh, if you hadn't run quick insights on it and looked at the graph and said, well, why is this, this curve just shot up? And then this thing comes up and gives us answers. So it fundamentally changes uh, you know, what it means uh, to, to work with data, where you can focus on you know, your adding value on it as opposed to you know, trying to examine every nitty-gritty pieces of, of the nitty-gritty of the pieces um, and, and trying to, to, to get the answers yourself. It reminds me very much of kind of uh, the Star Trek, um, you know, where they asked the computer, you know, what if, you know, we ran this scenario or, you know, why, what happened there? And they kind of drive into that detail. Yeah. And I'm a great Star Trek fan, so I'm tempted to pick up my mouse and say computer. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> can't can't quite do that. Uh, yeah, I mean it's not it's not quite uh, you know obviously Star Trek, but the idea is similar, which is that you know the computer is an assistant. Uh, it helps you find information. It helps you you know make analysis, uh, as opposed to somehow being an, an overlord that tells you what to do. And I think that is the key: is that you know we we use AI almost as assistive intelligence as opposed to artificial intelligence. Uh, and it provides assistance required to make sense out of your data. And we do it you know, all over the place in, in Power BI, and you'll see more and more of this coming out. And this is the point in the show where we thank our sponsors who make Data Driven possible. You know, on Data Driven, we talk a lot about data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. But did you know the hardest part of any data science-related project is data integration. Data scientists often call data integration, data wrangling, or the icky word, munging. But it's all about making sure the analytics engine that you're using has valid and clean data. Enterprise Data and Analytics specializes in data integration and can help your enterprise build better data integration solutions faster with best practices and automation. Enterprise Data and Analytics offers training and consulting services for SQL Server Integration Services, SSIS, and Business Intelligence Markup Language, or BIML. Visit entdna.com to learn more. Enterprise Data and Analytics. Data, it's in their DNA. Well, wow, I, I love that term, assistive intelligence. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of, when you were saying that, it, it created this image in my mind of, um, uh, of like the, uh, the augmented reality that we see in Pokemon. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and I, I see that sort of, um, I see that as, as way more valuable than, say, just a pure VR environment, especially when it comes to data. And I, you know, I kind of think that's where it's going. But I, I also see the, you know, the, the text-based versions of that, uh, along with augmented with with voice, in in the Cortana intelligence, and that's that's mind-boggling. It's it's like a competitor. I won't mention the name, except Cortana really talks when you yeah. ask her questions. There's not an yeah. actor. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic, though. So, I, like like Frank, I'm having a bit of a a bit of a fanboy moment too. Um, very impressed with it, and it's been very interesting um, being kind of you know being out here on the outside, and and of course I keep up with the news, 
But what I've seen is all of the Azure offerings, especially those focused on uh, data science, have, uh, you know, from the outside looking in, they appear to be accelerating. Yeah. I, I mean, look, uh, the, the approach we take is one of um, iteratively building the product. And it's really important, you know, if you go off and, you know, go to the legacy or old style of building software, uh, people would go off for a couple of years, maybe more, and they would build software which they think, you know, what the customers want is right for them. Uh, and then they would release it and then hope that the right things come out. In, a, in this iterative approach, we release every week, literally every day almost. And we, and we listen to feedback on that constant basis. And because we are able to listen and react on nearly, you know, uh, weekly, monthly basis, the product can evolve based on that feedback. And what happens is the product is refined and honed right for exactly what people want. And so we can make it even better. And, and as you make it better, we get more feedback. And we just sort of get in this virtuous cycle, this, this positive feedback loop uh, that keeps making you know, releases better and faster and, and more relevant. And so we accelerate what we do uh, based on the feedback. And once you know exactly what users want and exactly what needs to change, you can actually make changes that are very, very focused and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, pointed and do so quickly, as opposed to generically building things uh, that take for a long, long time to do. And so that's the, um, you know, one of the reasons why you see this acceleration phenomena coming out of, uh, out of, out of Redmond in, on these things and out of other parts of Microsoft. Uh, the, the other part, of course, is, um, you know, it, this is the new Microsoft. The new Microsoft uh, is one that is um, this lean, mean, agile, fast sprinting um, uh, entity that knows how to compete in a world that is moving extremely fast. And we've sort of figured out how to do this and do it sustainably at quality at, at a massive, incredible cloud scale that nobody else can even match in some senses. And because we have these things in place, we can move even faster. And the, the bigger scale you have, the faster you can move. And this whole thing just gets into this, this interesting loop that we're in, where I think you'll see things even get accelerated even more, yet continue to provide value at high quality that is that is really outstanding and one of the things i um that i can hear and i hope our listeners can hear as well is your passion and uh, i always admire uh, admired your passion uh, it, when i first heard you presenting on ssis i think it was one of the things that attracted me uh, to the demos that you presented on that and it's just incredible to see um you know to, to see and hear that you're using Power BI to do things like mine user voice, not just to look for anomalies where somebody's trying to stuff the ballot box, but I've, I've personally witnessed uh, changes suggested, and then I've seen those turn around within a week or two and show up in the product. And that's just incredible. And now one more thing I'd like to add to that is you've got almost a constant beta running. So you can turn on the, um, the experimental features in Power BI Desktop anytime you'd like and just start playing around with what's being worked on uh, for the next version. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, this, this is how, you know, to, to your point about acceleration, we can, we can move fast because, you know, having people use these experimental or beta or preview features uh, is the only way we can be sure what you're building is actually right. 
Um, and in the end, right is only right as long as customers like it and, and, and believe it solves the problem. Otherwise, you know, it has no meaning. You can build anything you want, make it as fancy as you want. Nobody uses it. It's, it, it's, no, it's no, no use. And so to the point about using Power BI, we are data-driven. I mean, absolutely, totally, completely data-driven. Um, every day, and literally, we sit in uh, every hour almost, I would say, if every, not every minute, we're looking at data that's coming in on all kinds of things. You know, what is being used? What is working? What is not working? You know, how is the performance of the system? What features are, are seeing an uptick or a downtick? How many users are coming to the system? How many are leaving? Uh, we ask uh, uh, feedback on what we call a net promoter score, saying, hey, would you recommend this, this product to your friends? And, and we listen very closely to what the feedback is. And it's all data. So there's opinions are important, but ultimately what matters is looking at the data, getting the insights, and then building a product uh, based on that feedback and the data that, that comes out of it. Right. And I love the fact you said data-driven. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, Andy, someone should come out of the podcast with that name. Yeah, data should. Yeah, yeah, that'd be an awesome idea. one. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you got some data and then figured out that data-driven is a great name to have. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we, we, you know, we, we, we've actually fed through some of our statistics through Excel and Power BI there you go. to kind of figure yeah, out. Yeah, I saw that word cloud. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, so we we are very uh, we are very data driven at data driven. That's, that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I would say I can also hear the passion in your voice, and I, I and I would imagine that the real time kind of communication you have with your user base, I think, fuels that passion. Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, I, I live for this. I mean, this is, you know, I, 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 I hoping that my management chain is not listening, but I would do this work without getting paid a cent. Uh, you know, this is, this is, <laughs> this is not about anything, you know, career or money and like that. Uh, it's, you know, I, I think I'm the luckiest human being on the planet. I get to work on something that I absolutely love to work on the users that I love to work with. Um, and, you know, actually have an impact uh, on the world out there because the world is so data-driven. Again, uh, shout out to you guys. Um, thank you, but, thank you. But, you know, again, you know, very few people, I think, are, are that fortunate, and I, I certainly am. And, and, uh, and for me, this is, this is way beyond passion. This is, this is you know, pretty much you know, what I live for in some ways. I, I just absolutely love this, this area and, and the product. Well, you will be glad to know in my previous role at Microsoft, um, it was my job to evangelize Microsoft products to yeah. basically members of Congress and, <laughs> and other kind of the set and, and, and um, the Capitol Hill crowd and, and government. Uh, whenever I showed anything I built in Power BI, there was just instant wow. Oh, cool. Um, and, you know, my, when I first started that role, you know, my background was developer evangelist yeah, yeah. and that, that's slightly different. Uh, when you're, you know, obviously it's a very different crowd. So one of the things I noticed was, you know, we can show that kind of political decision makers. You can show them the the, the latest and greatest gadgets, right? But when you show them data, but not just data, but actual insights you can pull and make explain very simply. Um, they love to drive the news. They don't want to be driven by the news cycle. Yeah. Um, and for the ability for them to extract this data and and pull this in, and what made them even more excited is that they already have people on their staff who know Excel. Yeah. So to kind of sit down with those individual you know, members, and uh, not, not the actual members of Congress, but their staffers, right. 
and for them to be able to uh, be very quickly respond to day-to-day situations and then have data visualizations with data that back up kind of their case for, you know, whatever it is they're legislating. I mean, so, I mean, it's already impacting the world yeah. <laughs> um, in a very real way. So, um, you know, I mean, uh, that, that yeah. Power BI was always my go-to demo uh, uh, software. I'm glad you're saying that uh, because beyond, you know, uh, in terms of impact in the world, uh, beyond the business and, and, and that environment, we also have been working very closely with, you know, large charities uh, we work with news organizations, uh, you know, many of the election cycles talking about Congress, uh, both in the United States and abroad, you know, different countries, France, Philippines, other places uh, have been nationally broadcast using Power BI. Um, we, you know, Associated Press uh, uses us to make stories on data. Uh, there are there are uh, counties uh, and, 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 and local governments that put out data on their citizens using Power BI for public consumption. Uh, there are charities that put up data on their charities and their effectiveness in Power BI. So that things of that nature uh, are truly, you know, uh, humbling in some senses. The fact that there are people using our product to communicate to the rest of this, the world out there about, you know, be it, be it their country, be it their city, be it their charity, how they're impacting other people. And that is, you know, truly, again, very, very gratifying uh, and, and really helps us um, get to, you know, do these kinds of things uh, and, and, and make sure that the product, you know, really, really resonates with the world out there. That is very interesting. Very awesome. Um, Kamal, we have some questions that we usually ask uh, as we uh, as we you know, kind of wind things down a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, the first the first one is, did data find you or did you find data? That's a Good question. Um, I think in some ways data found me. Uh, my, you know, I, I've been doing work on uh, some form of, you know, machine learning, AI kind of thing for most of my career. Um, and for most part, you know, through college and other places, graduate school, it was always about, you know, the the wonder of trying to simulate intelligence, if you will. That's always been sort of thing that. I I love doing. But at one point, um, as I was at Microsoft, I bumped into uh, a group here building what was called the OLAP server at that time. OLAP is online analytical processing. And it was just a a fortuitous coincidence in some senses. But once I did that, I got sucked into, you know, the notion of data being the the thing that, that drives uh, decisions drive insights as opposed to worrying about algorithms and worrying about you know uh, the kinds of things that 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 people do research on and it really became uh, uh, a drive to go and provide the ability to to make insights and decisions on data uh, and and data being the driver for everything and so data I guess found me uh, in the form uh, of this this product called OLAP services uh, and then from then on I've been sort of you know, delighted and, and, and stuck with working on it uh, on, on, a, on a daily basis. So we've kind of, uh, next question would be, we've, we've kind of covered some of this, but what's your favorite part of your current gig? The fact that I, you know, get to you know, build um, a product that, that really is impactful and people like and love to use, and the fact that I get to work with customers and users in the community that loves that product. Uh, it is just, you know, as I said before, it's extremely gratifying, it's energizing, it's uplifting, um, and, uh, you know, it is something that I look forward to every day. 
And it is that energy of working with the user base in the community uh, that really, really is absolutely the most exciting and gratifying thing about, about what I do every day. Well, that's awesome. Uh, we have a complete this sentence. When I'm not working, I enjoy what? So it's going to sound odd. Um, maybe it's not. I enjoy uh, practicing karate. Oh, wow. Okay, so I have That's to cool. ask, what, uh, which belt have you reached? Um, belts are, are not that important. I mean, I, I tell see. people, but it's a, it's what's called a, a brown belt uh, okay. with a stripe on it, which means it's whatever. It's, it, is, it is what it is. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it says I'm an advanced beginner, put it that way. Uh, <laughs> karate is, is something people do for years and years and years. Uh, my yeah, teacher's yeah. been doing it for 20 odd years. His teacher for 40 odd years. Wow. Uh, and so, you know, um, I've been doing it for a few years. And um, uh, yeah, but that's what I that's what I, 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 I enjoy karate very much. I do it with my son. We do it together. And um, it's, a, uh, you know, it, it's, it has discipline. It has flexibility. It has got right. uh, a, 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 a lot of fun built into it. Um, and you know, it's, it's almost spiritual in nature at times. And so I really enjoy that a lot. So here's another fill in the blank. Yeah. I think the coolest thing in technology is power BI. It's a course. setup. I mean, you, you give me this question. <laughs> I saw that coming. We just, I did. We lobbed you a nice little softball I know, there. I know, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but, but I, but I mean, it is, it, it's a fair statement, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I obviously like what I do in my product, and I think it's super cool. That that's funny. Okay, another fill in the blank. Blank. Bleh. I look forward to the day when I can use technology to to tell me what's important and what I should pay attention to without having to worry about it. Uh, so many things happening all the time, and I just you know look forward to the day when you know. I don't have to worry about remembering things or being told to pay attention to certain things. And in some ways we do that already with things like Cortana, even Power BI does that with alerts and telling people, you know, finding insights and outliers. And, but I, you know, I just want to be able to forget about the trivia of daily life and just have, you know, an assistant or technology called what you want, uh, tell me what to do and when to do it and remind me of things without me having to actively worry about it. And I think my wife would appreciate that very much too. Uh, I, I keep forgetting. I can see that. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm certain you're not alone on yeah. that. Uh, that, and, that. That and the transporter from tra Star Trek, but that's a bit far away. Right, right. <laughs> um, here's a, another one. Uh, share something different about yourself. Although we do ask you that this is a family podcast and we have our clean rating on iTunes, oh, we'd like to keep. Okay, well, that, that takes away six different things there. Okay. <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, I, I told you something about you know my um, my spare time stuff, which is you know karate and the fact that I'm always have some injury somewhere I'm walking around with. Uh, but the other thing that I find that sometimes I like to talk about is, you know, I, I, um, I, I like the outdoors a lot. I've uh, climbed uh, uh, Mount Kilimanjaro, which is the highest point in Africa. And that was a absolutely amazing experience to go up, uh, you know, in, uh, in, in that continent and then go up 20,000 feet and, and see the world from that point of view. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, just, again, hard to describe. But I tell people that I, 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 I do I climb and hike. Um, 
obviously for 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 the for the fun of it, uh, but also because I like to do, take pictures. I love photography, and there is no different view you can get uh, than being elevated from the world, uh, maybe above the clouds sometimes, and then taking and then taking pictures of, of where you're at. So that's something you know, uh, somewhat unusual uh, about me. The other thing I would tell people is, um, till the age of I don't know. I would say 13, 14, uh, all my thoughts were in German. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Uh, huh. I, 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 as a kid, I, I, my dad worked in the embassy. Uh, I'm, I'm from India, in the Indian embassy in, uh, in, in, in Bonn, West Germany. So I went to, to elementary school there and then to middle school. Uh, and so I just grew up, um, you know, not knowing otherwise to just uh, have this brain that, that thought in German for a while. Uh, so you can imagine um, uh, this this odd confluence of different languages uh, trying to figure out what to say next. That's very <laughs> interesting. Wow. Well, this has been a fantastic show for me. Um, I hope I hope you've enjoyed it, Frank. I certainly hope you, Kamal, have enjoyed uh, being a guest. I totally enjoyed it. I really love talking to you guys. Uh, a lot of fun. Can't imagine that times passed by so quickly. It's just I'm looking at the clock and that uh, I'm really surprised uh, where we are at. <laughs> it's, it's been great for us. Um, I, where can people learn more about Power BI? PowerBI.com. That's easy. Uh, it's, <laughs> that's easy and it's comprehensive. You'll find everything you want. You can try the product in, in the browser itself. No need to install anything. You'll find training courses there. You'll find videos. You can sign up immediately. You can download. You can find the blog. Everything. One-stop shop. PowerBI.com. Yeah, it's a great resource. I mean, there's just everything you want to know about it. Yeah. And I will say thank you very much. Or vielen Dank. Yeah, bitte, bitte. Yeah, that is, so, uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Really uh, enjoy talking to you guys. Great. Thanks. Yeah, take care. Thanks for listening to Data Driven. Don't just listen, become a data driver by going to datadriven.tv to sign up to join the community, access to special events, tips and tricks, and more. Sign up today at datadriven.tv.